You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, and a happy new year. It's 2023. Now, how the heck did that happen? Okay, it happens every year. And every year, I celebrate twice, once in December, and once at the beginning of the actual year, for all you traditionalists out there. But anyone who knows me knows that every day, every week, every month is an opportunity to rethink your life, set goals, move forward, and create the life you want. And this year, to kick off the year, I've got such a wonderful panel of fabulous guests. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of The Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. I lead workshops, I do consulting, and I'm all about helping people figure out what they want and how to get it. And today's show, because it's about goals, I've got other people who are really about helping people figure out what they want, making plans, and turning that life into reality. Um, I'm really excited. So we have Doug Bennett, the goals guy, goals guy, meet goal gal. We knew we'd be friends immediately. He's got a wonderful podcast that I'm going to be on later this year. So I guess I'm returning the favor before, Um, but I'm really excited. It is late because he's in the UK. So I'm really glad that you stayed up late to party with us like it's 2023. Um, my friend, Fallon Cryer, who is here uh, and back again, she hosts the Make It to Break It podcast. And we met because she was hosting an event. One of the events, one of the things I do are workshops on event outcome optimization. And she was a uh, moderating panel with mutual friends. Well, now mutual friends. And we're like, yay, we need to be buddies. So we have ever since. Really happy to have you celebrate with us. And we also have Troy Sandage and Troy and I were on the Agora Pahols kickoff goals panel toward the end of last year. And we realized that even though we knew each other and swam in the same circles, we never had a conversation until like a month ago. And now it is two. So um, my guests today have great energy and we're all about helping you really kick the year off <clears throat> into really a high gear from the get go. Um, so friends, why don't you actually introduce yourselves because other than saying that you're amazing, which you are, I think I might have left a thing or two out. So let's start with you, Doug. Welcome. And who are you? Why are you well, here? De- Deborah, thank you very much for inviting me along. Um, basically, I'm the goals guy. I've got a podcast of over 100 episodes where I interview amazing people. And uh, as you say, you're coming on uh, later on in the year. Um, all about their goals, how they, they do it. And there's a consistent theme, which obviously I'm not going to share because you'll need to listen to the podcast episodes to find out what that is. 
And I've, I've written a couple of books. You can see there, Think Simple, Win Big. It's my latest one that's a generic one for entrepreneurs. And those are the lessons that I've learned over 30 years of running a business. They, you know, life is, is simple and you need to just think simple and then you can win big. Uh, what else? Uh, I had a little tiny goals book and uh, I'd written 10 out of, um, well, 10 goals in it. 11 goals, in fact, and uh, the the goals book got tucked away in the drawer and I found it about five or six years later and I'd completed 10 out of 11 of the goals, even though I hadn't been following up on it. So uh, I sort of figured that I really ought to reintroduce goals and goal setting into my life. So that's my little thing is write your goals down every day. Um, don't refer to the ones you wrote down yesterday. Just keep writing, keep writing. And then the really seriously good ones, they're like cream. They'll rise to the top of your list. So that's my tip for that. But thank you very much for having me along. I can see the other guys on here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm humbled. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you, Doug. And it, it's great to have you here. Um, and so many people love goals and so many people the opposite of love goals. And I think especially this time of year when everybody is like, okay, yeah, let's make those resolutions. Let's ride, let's ride the wave, right? Let's work with that energy and uplift everybody and get them all motivated. Uh, so Fallon, great to see you. Hi, hi, Deb. Thank you so much for having me back on Gold Track Live. You know that I love being a guest on your show. And I'm super pumped to uh, be meeting and being on the same panel as Troy and Doug today. For those of you who I'm yet to meet, my name is Fallon Cryer, and I am the co-founder and partner of a marketing and events agency called B-Dance. And uh, I also am the proud host of a podcast called Break It to Make It, where every week we meet amazing people who've failed forwards, thrown out the rule book, or taken the road less traveled to come out on top. And so um, I'm looking forward to any of you who want to connect and super excited for uh, this conversation today because the new year is one of my favorite, favorite times of the year. Because? <laughs> um, well, because for, for many different reasons, I think that it has a lot of opportunity for rebirth. Many people are fortunate enough to get a, a couple of days to clear their heads. And for me personally, my family and I, we like to do two things. One is reflect on what we've achieved and accomplished in the year prior, look back and take a moment to enjoy the view from the mountain that we've just climbed, which I think is a really nice thing to do. And then secondly, start thinking about what the new year sh uh, could bring for us. Love it. And and it really is nice. I, I We were talking before we went on. I said I actually did almost nothing the last 10 days, which is marvelous because how how often do you get to say that? And it really brings you forward with the right momentum you need to get the year started on the right foot. So thrilled to see you. Glad you are here. And Troy, welcome. Good to hey, see I'm, I ended the year off strong with you. I'm starting the new year off strong with you. I got a win already for the year, so let's go. Oh, am I your win? You're my first win of the year. This is a great opportunity. First talking thing of the year, so we're starting this off great. 
<laughs> gold stars to everybody. I got a gold star. That was a triple win. Let's go. Imagine as an adult, you get gold stars for doing what you do best. So um, for those who don't know me, I'm Shorsanich, a.k.a. The Strategy Hacker. I am the founder and CEO of Strategy Hackers, which is a growth consultancy. And we specialize in helping emerging brands, whether you're a startup, you're a tech, you're an entrepreneur, in different levels, like really scale your business. And I think, you know, part of it's productivity, but a lot of it's in the strategy. And so we help you idolize how do we get you to that next level of growth um, and not put you in a box, make you a custom strategy solution for you throughout the year. I'm also um, a, a fellow podcaster as well. Uh, my podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network called I Digress. Um, it's been two plus years going on strong uh, and it's a solo hosted experience. So it's amazing how it, you know everyone's like, you should get guests. I'm trying to make that transition, but I've held it down as a solo host experience for the last two years. And it's been a, a, a loving learning journey. And the last thing I would say, I wrote a book called Strategize Up and I'm just here to bring a lot of energy, bring a lot of strategy and just bring a lot of swagger. So let's do this thing. <laughs> okay, so two questions. Did you name yourself the strategy hacker? Yes. W was that like a light bulb one day and said, I am this guy? Oh, it was a hundred percent an Edison moment. Um, actually, I was going through a rebrand of my business infrastructure, and yeah, you know, I'm one of those 2020 rebrand business folks. For those who don't know, and I was like, "What can I do? What am I really? What is my zone of genius nucleus?" And at the core, it's always been strategy. I'm good at just navigating from nothing to something. I'm, I love that. I'm a builder, so that made sense. And so I dubbed that. I actually got it trademarked, so it was legitimate, registered, and patent. So we got that locked down, and yeah, so it's been really cool. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and so I became the Dev Method in spring of 2018, and my agent would not let me send out my book proposal. You know, the one that became this baby until <laughs> I had my trademark on the Dev 100%. Method. So I'm totally with you on that. I I love when people embrace the essence of themselves and just kind of throw it out in the world, which I think is really common with our guests today. So really excited, going to be completely amazing. Oh, the other thing I was going to say, just kind of a side digression is I did two episodes of Gold Chat Live, just me talking. Two. And then bring it on, bring on the guests. <laughs> and then it was the end of 2020 where we couldn't get rid of the year fast enough that I brought on friends from a party. And I've pretty much been doing this <laughs> mostly ever since. So I love that I get to bring all these great minds. And I'm this is my way of giving you super amazing snaps for talking to yourself week after week. It is a challenge. It is a great <laughs> challenge. Yeah. So, friends, what was your bit? We're going into, and you mentioned this, this Fallon specifically. Uh, what do you do before you start the new year? You start with what were your biggest wins from last year? So, friends, share. And we'll start with you, Fallon. What was that big win? And it could be personal, it could be professional, or you can throw them both in. And if you're watching either live or the replay, please share your biggest win so we can celebrate you because it's a big deal to accomplish. Okay anything it is a big deal to accomplish anything um I feel like I had a year of many great achievements but the 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 personal one is probably the one that I'll share today because I think it's the most um impactful for me I think many entrepreneurs uh and just people in general can probably relate to this feeling 
we're addicted to the grind, right? We work so hard. We work so, so hard. And especially high achievers, you you achieve a goal and then you just move the goalpost, right? You, you never seem to quite make it. And you just grind and grind and grind and work and work and work and work. Finally, this year, I think for the first time in my life, and it took a really long time, uh, around the the holiday time, I was able to look at my family and look around. I had a conversation with my husband and go, oh my gosh, for the first time in my life, I was able to look and say, look at what the life that we've been able to build together and feel happy and comfortable and not under some enormous pressure coming into January going, oh my gosh, I got to strap in, put the harness on because I'm going to get on the wall again in January. I was able to instead really enjoy what the moment. And there are lots of people out there and snaps to you. I love you. I've wanted to be you for a very long time who just were born that way. And they're just like, I am living in the moment. I'm very happy with what I have right now. I've never been that person ever. And so I finally got to that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what everyone's been talking about. So I I feel like that was a really huge personal achievement. I don't know if I was able to articulate it correctly because it's a bit intangible, but standing, I don't feel like I'm at the top of the mountain, but I feel like I'm taking a breather and I'm looking at the view and I'm like, wow, I feel super lucky for my super amazing family. And so that was my big thing, living in the moment. I think you articulated it beautifully bringing out the gold stars again, it, but knowing it, being okay with like chilling out, so many people can't do that. And I think especially those with that entrepreneur spirit, and I'll be honest, all of you who worked last week, I secretly judged you. I mean, I think it's great if you had all that extra energy, but I also feel like for the first time, I just didn't, As you know what? I don't have to be on camera for a week. For me, that was like <laughs> the gift. And I'm going to enjoy that. And you know what? I'm going to do a little nothing and be fine with that. So being able to do that and calling it your win, amazing. Yay, go you. So thank you. What about you, Doug? Big win last year? Well, in in my book, I talk about um, the process that entrepreneurs go through. And... One of the steps is moving from the garden shed where, where I was working, you know, from home and into getting offices so I could get my team in. And um, that obviously when you've written a, a whole chapter in a book about doing that, making the step to go back, which is what I've done this year, I think it's a big thing. I was holding on to my office um paying the rents on it and and it's like my team weren't coming in they'd all set themselves up to work from home and it's like there's me and you know my my main man and and we're going in there and we got these big big premises and there's far too much room and and so i you know i just make the decision that for half of the year's rent i could create a good home office in in my um, garage at home. Yeah, I've still got room. It's a nice double garage, so uh, you know I've used up half of it. I've still got room for my two Harley Davidsons, so you know they've still got somewhere to stay. 
so that's okay. Um, oh, that, you know, that was quite important for me. But um, I think it was like almost sometimes having the courage to what appears to be a step back. Um, you, you shouldn't beat yourself up about it. I think and that, that, that's the thing. This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm guessing, you know, all of us are now sort of working from home, right? <laughs> Doing this sort of stuff because it just makes so much sense. So, you know, it's a change your mind if, 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 you, if you need to. I think that would be the thing that I would say was my big thing because it was like, well, I've got to have an office. I've got to have the show. And it's like, no, no, don't, I don't need that anymore. I love it. And so you made the smart, sometimes the smart business decision changes. What was, what at the time it was great. And at the time, this is what works for you. So I, I give you snaps and props for, for reining it in and look at what, and I also like that you made that comparison, you know, for half of what you paid, you can make a good home office. It's almost like swapping time. You know, what can you do when you give up something? Well, when you gave this up, you used the money to create something else. So I believe that philosophy is perfect for, it's much broader. Well, than uh, well not, it, and, right? and not, not only that, it's like, um, I haven't got the rent to pay next year or the year after or the year after, you know, it's, the job's done now. So, so it's a, it's an ongoing saving in that respect. So. Amazing. What, and what can you replace it with? Holy Good best. job. Gold stars. Where are those stars? <laughs> what about you, Troy? You know, I, Fallon, I, I must say, I appreciate your perspective is very refreshing in our line of work. Sometimes we go right to, I have 10 X, I have 15 X, I've done this. We add dollar signs and that's great. But I, I love what you brought it for into that perspective. And that resonated with me and I'm sure it resonates with people watching live and in the replay. And in a similar fashion, I think for me this year, my, my 30th year around the sun year, um, I've put, I've invested more time in myself than I've ever had in my whole life. And I spent all of my 20s rising up different corporate ladders and agency. I've built four agencies. I've done all these different things. But it took this year. I said, you know what? You know, everyone, you know, I was always observer. I'm a big observer I'm, you know, and a consumer of information. I'm a processor. I'm a big think. I'm a big visualist. And so I'll make a massive vision board and I'll go in you know, you know, 10,000 feet in depth into it. But you got to take action. And this year, I will say from the moment this year started, well, 2020, the last year started, I took complete action. And so what did that come from? I launched my book on my birthday. I grew my podcast phenomenally. I uh, was a, a host at MCN Inbound with President Barack Obama and Viola Davis, and we hugged and I cried. And it was a whole thing. We can talk about that later offline. But I share all that to say, like, all these fruits came out of me finally just focusing on myself, shutting out all the noise, killing the imposter syndrome. And to, and to be, to give it full context and I'll be done, you know, I'm coming from, um, I didn't, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon. You know, I had to work for everything that I had and being a you know black entrepreneur and a lot of different subsets, there's a lot of things that come with it. But if you do focus on yourself, on your strengths and mitigate your weaknesses and build a rapport and build a network of support and dig deep and focus, you really can get further along than hesitant or letting bad experiences derail you from achieving your greatness and what you're meant to do. 
And so it's when I look back on it now, I do I am a high performer. So I do have a tendency to just go right to the next thing and never sit in the moment that's fine. That's why what you said landed with them like, yes, I need to sit in that moment and be grateful and thankful. Like I did that and not feel and not feel like um you still can't be humble and have humility. That's there's a time and place for you to sit and celebrate what you have achieved because many people couldn't do what you do. And so I think of that and I'm like, wow, last year was a good year. And I think it always build momentum for the following year. So whatever you didn't achieve, it rolls over to the next year, but you've built momentum to go get it. Love it. And and first of all, snaps and props. Yes, we, we have to talk more about your experiences over the last year. And the other part of it that, well, I love all of this. And if you're, if you're listening again or watching live or the replay, please share your wins so we can celebrate you. And it's all about choosing yourself. It starts with, what do I want? How do I get it? And I'm, you all know me, I'm the foundation, you know, dad, determine your mission. What is it? What are you about? And everything can grow from there. And when you have that, then anything is possible and probable as you're all really illustrating beautifully. Now we talked about the rose. Let's talk about the thorn really quickly. And then we're going to, we're going to go into plans for this year. Uh, what was the biggest challenge you overcame last year? Because everybody's been really up and down the last three years. I mean, first of all, can you believe it's been almost three years since the world abruptly halted? No. <clears throat> Second of all, what was, I know what, um, what was the biggest challenge you found yourself overcoming last year? Because last year, again, was a lot of, okay, we're in person, we're not in person, we're doing this, we're doing that. And there were a lot of growing pains as people got out of the patterns they were in for the two prior years. So, uh, Doug, did you have a big challenge last year that you got through or still getting through or something? (laughs) Yes. I I, I was just thinking for a second and it's like, Oh my goodness, what am I going to come up with? Um, but then, then I thought, right. Okay. I I had a goal, like you know, write my little goals down. So I had a goal uh, in 2018 to earn 500,000. That's pounds. So I, it gradually increased from 100 to 200 to 250 and 500. So that was in 2018. 2019, a firm came and bought my business off me or bought a big chunk of my business. And even though the money wasn't in, um, you know, earnings, it was a check and they wrote me two checks in 2019 and 2020, both of which were in excess of 500,000 pounds. So I have to say goals do come true, (laughs) which is the, the title of my podcast, but you need to write them down. But, you know, a lot of that money's been invested and spent, and um, I'm not. Well, I'm a little bit ashamed to say that uh, Elon Musk is no longer on my Christmas card list. He shouldn't have gone to Twitter, really, because he's <laughs> he's, he's battered my investments. But anyway, um, but I'm I'm in a transition now because obviously that was quite a big goal for 2020. 
you know, that money came in, coming in, and then there's 2021, I'm floundering a little bit, and even 2022, it's like, well, what do I do? But now I've, now I'm, I'm sort of going back to the core, is like, right, okay, what now is the future for me? So it's like, right, well, let's get another 50 episodes of the podcast out over the course of the year, let's, you know, potentially write another book, um, but you know, I've got a coaching business. I want to be working on that a little bit, get a, you know, make a change in a few people's lives. But also I've got a financial services business, so I want to rebuild that as well. And I've got a wills and trusts business and cash flow modeling, lifestyle financial planning business. And I want to do a bit of that. And it's like, and I also want to ride my motorbike, of course, my, my bikes. So it's like, I think my challenge is fitting it all in. <laughs> But but also the challenge was where where is my direction? And it's like ridiculous to be the goals guy and not have any goals. Which you know, there I said it. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say I used um, because I've been doing goal strategy for years before creating the Deb method, and I use Deb to create Deb. So um, I think first of all the admission figuring out what's next, we have to always be, especially as entrepreneurs, I'm sure Troy and Fallon can agree on this, we're always in a state of what's now, what's next. But that awareness factor, I think, gives you gives you a, a nice little push in the right direction because think of all the people who are wandering aimlessly who don't even know what questions to ask. So... Um, so what about you, Troy? You had a big gear, but I'm guessing there might have been a challenge or two in there for you. Well, it was like a million and one little challenges and just like, oh, my goodness. You know, I think my biggest challenge, you know, we may pray or do our vision boards for years to get these things that we want. And sometimes, and Deb, I know, I know all of you know this side of it, too. We will go to the ends of the earth to get molecular and granular on what it is and how to do it. But something we always miss, our ability to expand our capacity to obtain and maintain what we've been desiring all of this time. If someone gave you exactly what you wanted down to the cent, exactly what it is, two-year deal, five-year deal, whatever, could you actually have the capacity to achieve it, to deliver on it, to make it happen? And most times we get all the way to the end, but we didn't build out the infrastructure once we get it. So we manifest, we manifest, we manifest. Then it happens. It's knocking on the door. I'm not ready. The house isn't clean. I haven't laid everything out yet. And everyone's waiting to come in. That's where I found myself. Things are starting to happen so fast because when you're as an entrepreneur and you're growing out and emerging, you're used to like the struggle bus and the hustle. You graduate out of that. Then you graduate out of that. And you keep going to a point where you're just like, I'm trying, I'm trying. What happens when you get it all? So I realized on top of that, uh, I like to call it the Batman Superman complex. I was going off of Batman energy. Like, oh, I got to go on the fight and get it and go, go get it. Now it's like, I got to switch to Superman energy. Things are coming to me in abundance. I don't have that certain trigger to motivate me to go get it. Now it's all here. And we don't talk about once we have it, where's my motivation to achieve it all? And that's where discipline come in. So my thing was trying to create that capacity to do it 
and then have the discipline, even when I wasn't motivated, to deliver on it consistently and consecutively to boost my performance and my productivity. So I learned a lot about myself, and I can talk about the process later, but that was my challenge and what I had to endure throughout the year. And I realized that's going to be an ongoing thing, but sometimes when we get to these certain milestones, it's a massive disruption, and it requires to rewire our own mental thinking of who we are, what we're trying to be in this moment, who we're trying to serve, and what we're trying to achieve. And sometimes that could be very daunting, but when you go through the right phases, maybe use the debt method, you can probably get through these things and achieve in a more sustainable way. Um, well, and one of the things, you know, everybody's similar but different. So definitely on foundation, we go to you for the strategy piece, right? <laughs> so it's, it's putting, they work together. You need to start with the, where you want, you can't get what you want unless you know what that is. And as you're working towards what that is, when it changes, when your life changes, what do you do? So the goal isn't, well, maybe it is. The goal isn't the money or the career or the business. The goal is to live a fulfilled life, making money, doing the business you love, creating something that motivates and drives you, right? And then being able to keep doing it and up level. I think I did I did a show on self-sabotage <laughs> a couple of years ago. Um, I feel like it might be time to, to put that around again, but I think that's part, one of the components, right? That people, they don't put the structure in place. So when they get there, what do you do, right? Hundred percent. No, it was an actual question. So, what do you do? Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think we don't. It's easy to set milestones, but we don't set strategy sprints for it. What does that look like to succeed? And are we gauging to that success? Structure is easy to say. Get some more technology. Get some more tools. But if you don't know your full like yearly milestone plan, you're going to waste money on buying certain things that maybe didn't serve you. Now, there's a, there's a skew of trial and error. There's going to be something that you're going to find out that, that works for you better than others or for certain clients or customers or whatever your business model, service, or product base is. But at the end of the day, sometimes we have to really rethink our whole business entity structure first as we maybe we get more zeros or, more importantly, our life goal changes. And if the business structure doesn't satisfy and complement your life goal structure at its core, it's all going to fall apart because you are the nucleus. And if you aren't satisfied, you aren't sustained or happy or feel like you're moving in the right direction, it's going to the ore is going to show in everything that you do in your business and in front of your clients. And you're wondering, why is this not working? Because you're not taking care of yourself first to define what that structure needs to be for your business and other entities. Absolutely. Why we always have to do personal goals as well as professional ones, because they do. They totally feed off each other. Um, and so Fallon, what about you? What was your big challenge last year and how did you overcome it? So my big challenge uh, in this past year was really struggling with being the leader that I wanted to be to people who were going through things who needed extra support and help when I was going through challenges as well. 
And I think at its core, how I overcame it and one of the big discoveries, and this is fun because it's a little bit of a life, uh, a light light bulb moment, that Edison moment that Troy talked about before. And it's rooted in that conflict that you were talking about too, Troy, which is those goals and the deep ones, your core values. So I found myself in a situation where I was feeling generally dissatisfied and I was having tension at work and tension at home. And I realize, and some of this is part, I have a long-term friend and coach. His name is Oscar Trombolin. He's just written a great book that you available now on Amazon called How to Listen, the most definitive guide on how to listen. So quick plug for Oscar. But many years ago when I was still at Microsoft, he was my coach. And he said to me, if you find yourself feeling negative about things, often it's because there's a conflict within your core values. And that really stuck with me. And then um, on my podcast, I had the amazing Lisa Danforth on, growth strategist and leadership coach. And we were talking about this conflict that happens between work life and home life. And we got into a conversation around uh, my children, which I want to do. And many people will relate to this, but we work so hard for our families. We work so hard for our families. And my challenge was I was working hard. And I'm one of these people who is just, I will, if I bite off more than I can chew, I will just chew, you know, and I will, I'm like, I will, I may not be the best, but I will work the hardest. Like that has been my motto my entire life. But then I realized that this whole time and I'm working hard and I'm working hard and I'm working hard and I'm working hard for my children, right? And for my family. But what I realized in this conversation with Lisa and the way that she so eloquently phrased it was, you feel like you're doing it for them, but you're actually doing it to them. And that changed my life. I realized that every time I'm missing a dinner, every time I'm prioritizing something over them, they're not going to remember that the project that I was working on, then how much money I may have made for that or something like that. They're not going to remember that. They're going to remember that I wasn't there for dinner. They're going to remember that I didn't take them to that scout trip or something like that. And so it's one of those things where it seems so obvious. Um, and, you know, as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, Duh. Um, but uh, until that moment, I'd never understood it. And I'd never seen enough value in myself just as a person And I think that a lot of us do this, right, especially with people around. We think that our value is to, like, bring home the bacon or to do this or to do that. I think men in particular, right, go out, do this, those sorts of things. And we forget that there is tremendous value in us no matter what. And our families just want us. We are the gift. And um, I until the ripe old age of 39 years. Um, I didn't realise that. I, I, and I honestly didn't, I didn't realise that. Um, and then I had this meeting with, with Lisa and then it was just like, ah. And now, um, yeah, my whole life changed. And that was only a, only a few months ago. But that was my biggest, my biggest challenge was not understanding why I was dissatisfied. And I overcame it by figuring out that I wasn't, I was living in conflict with my values. My values are, family, honesty, integrity, and fun. And I was I was not living in accordance with my values because I'd lost my way. Um, and so that was my big 2022, and I'm richer for it. 
first of all, amazing. Second of all, I just have to pat myself on the back because you met Lisa when you and she were on my show. Yeah. In the fall. So um, first of all, I tagged her. So Lisa, I hope you are watching. I will also, when I do the replay, I will, um, I will tag or I will link to that gold chat live, but also send me that link and I will put that in the show notes as well, because that this is how we discover, right? We meet people, we have conversations and who knows, which again is why I love doing this show because I don't know who gets put together and what grows from there. And I, I'm taking credit. I'm just saying I'm taking credit for your realization. 100% yours. <laughs> you were the catalyst for this whole thing. We shared the Brady Bunch screen together and then uh, we connected. I had her on my podcast, Sparks Flew. Um, yeah, she's amazing. And uh, but, this, but this is how we do business in yeah. 2023 and beyond is we meet people from we're all over the world. Remind me, where are you, Troy? Chicago, because, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, you're in Chicago, which is where I started. Um, the suburbs. Fallon, you're in Georgia. Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And Doug's in the UK and I'm in LA. And we're having this great conversation with whoever's listening or watching live or the replay. And we're all working towards the future together and not together. Right? Yeah, it's some... Um, it, I think the, you know, what you said there, Fallon, it's I, I I can almost bet that even though you're spending more time with your family because you're now conscious of it, you're still doing all of the work that you were doing previously. We just find a way to jam it all in. Yeah, Do you agree? Um, to a I degree? Think I, I think I'm making different choices. I, I think that by becoming aware of what I really want, um, there's an opportunity cost to everything. And so I'm being mindful the opportunity cost exists and that I'm making more conscious decisions. And so I'm probably choosing to take on less or um, choosing to, and I don't really love this saying, but work smarter, not harder. I'm asking for more help. I think that's really important too. I'm not taking responsibility for having to do everything on my own. And that makes makes a difference too. The other thing I love to say, which is you can't reach your goals on your own, you need your peeves. So absolutely. It's the support. And I'm sure Troy, the the strategy hacker, would say the more support you have in that infrastructure, the more you're able to do, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You have to. I, I, I scared money doesn't make money. You need help to grow and sustain. You can't be a one human army forever if you're trying to achieve a certain level or even just, I want everything to work while I take four to five vacations a year. I don't want to work on Fridays. I want to have play dates with my kids. I want to have two date nights a month. Like whatever your personal goals are, you need to create the system and structure around it to allow you to be fulfilled. Because finally, what you just said previously was like hit me right in the coffin too. Like 
sometimes we compensate too much and we just bet on exchanging our personal time, which we have only limited supply for things that no one else but us are going to even remember. And sometimes it might not even work. We might as well line it all up and build this infrastructure so we can enjoy our life as we're building our businesses. Yeah, 100%. And that doesn't mean that we need to compromise on our values either. It doesn't mean that we can't be that go-to person. It doesn't mean that we can't be healthy H. Elperson, who I definitely am. Like if somebody asks for some help, I'm like, yeah, I got you. Um, But being conscious of that and keeping one eye on our goals and making sure that when we do take things on that it helps us get there or that we consciously make a decision to take something on board that we know is a side quest. Because I think that that's perfectly valid too. You know, we're down the hero's journey. It's okay to take a couple of side quests here or there. Um, it's it, And you'll be richer for it. But um, making it a positive experience rather than a negative one. Um, I, that's what I find so funny. Uh, funny is the wrong word. But this this time in the year between now and February the general collective consciousness is yay boom because everyone's <laughs> there, um, setting new year's resolutions that 80% of them are going to fail by February so it's joy um, followed by just terrible self-loathing and disappointment um, and I feel sad, sad for for people sometimes this this time of year because they feel this um, one, this huge social pressure to set some kind of New Year's resolution, and then um, they're under the pump to uh, you know it's like Valentine's Day, some grand gesture to the social media gods of I'm gonna give up something that makes me happy, like drinking, smoking, taking drugs or whatever. Um, I'm going to um, I'm going to avoid something that I actually hate doing. Um, like I'm going to clean out my junk drawer. I've put it off for three years, but I'm definitely going to do it this one. No worries, it's great. <laughs> or I'm going to do something that like, doesn't come natural to me in any way, shape or form. Like I'm going to write a journal. I'm going to exercise every day. Like I'm going to, like they do these big things that it's like, that's cool. Um, but that is so divorced and removed from their everyday life. Um, but they don't work with great people like you guys. They don't think about things like how can I break, how can I make it reasonable? Like how can I, how can I make it achievable? How can I break it down? How can I put a, uh, a sprint around it? How can I maximize my chance of success? Or they said it so silly it's a big show about how I failed. It's that self-sabotage, Deb. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to run a marathon. Oh, didn't, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's like they, were, they, were ne- they were never doing it ever. They had a couple of drinks on New Year's Eve and signed up with their neighbour. Like, that's as far as it was going. Um, but what do, you, what do you guys think about um, New Year's resolutions, like as goal setting experts, I'd be interested in your opinions because I mean, I love a good goal. I'm definitely a goal getter. Have have at it. Um, but there's something about New Year's resolutions. I've personally never set one. Traditionally, I've never set one. I think you could convince me otherwise. Um, but I'm, I'm but I wouldn't even think of it as New Year's resolutions. And again, I start the new year in December. I have four seasons: December, January the summer, the fall, but I also lead goal setting workshops every month because I believe I want that opportunity available for people who are ready to reboot and 
one more thing on this tangent, and then I'm going to um, pass it over to Troy. The only reason I talk about goal setting this much this time of year is because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. And I'm the goal gal. Of course, I have to. But no, I am with you. I think goal setting, it is personal. And it happens when you're embracing change by choice or by circumstance. Just people tend to embrace change at the beginning of the year. Rant over, over to you, Troy. What do you think? I want to say something that's a hard truth, but a necessary truth. Please. Too many times we make things goals that are really just dreams. The problem was that, to your point, let's say we want to do a marathon or we want to hit this arbitrary number. That's a dream. That's a vision. But to make it a goal, we have to deal with something called what's real, what's possible, what's reality. And at the beginning of the year, we indulge ourselves in all these different pathways that sounds great, that make us feel good, important, vital, successful. You know, maybe we want to like, look at me, uh to that person who doubted you for years or, you know, whatever it is. But let's be honest. That's the key thing. If you really want to achieve a goal, you got to first be honest with where you are and how, what level of difficulty is it to get to that goal? Is it level 99 or are we talking like level three? And think sometimes we just list these crazy goals that are on past level 100. Y'all, we, 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 we ain't built our tolerance to endure level five goals yet. And that's the hard truth. It's not that you can't achieve it. It's not that you can't build yourself up mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially to achieve it and make it happen. It's just that we don't deal with the reality of what's now. Because at the beginning of the year, we stay in the dream world, and then February hits, I'm a failure. No, you're not. No, you're not. You didn't set the goals properly based off your own reality. That's why, in many cases, when people give you books and infrastructure, it's better to listen to how people give um, your insights on matching your own personal life. Why? Because there's so many variables that when someone gives you, even us, that we're giving you insights that fit for our life based off our own experiences well, I don't have children yet. Someone else may have had four. Some people may have had massive surgeries or family to take care of. They're in certain life situations that change the environment. Now, we may all be chasing the same goal, but we're at different sections. We have different weights. All these things that need to be recalibrated, the infrastructure, to fit what you're trying to do. And so when you're planning the goals, make sure it's real. Not a dream. It's real. And you can make the subtasks to build up to that. If it's a level 99 goal, what can I do right now to get past level five this month and work my way up that maybe by the end of 2023, I'm ringing that bell of victory because I got to that level 99 goal. I love that. I, I have to, I have to say, I, I use this example in my book and um, when you were talking, that was the only thing that was going through my head. If you want to be a master chef, if that is your goal and you're already a chef, it could be achievable. If you order carry out all the time, probably not an achievable goal. So um, what you said for me just embodied that. You have to look at your life, where you are, where you want to go and see what's reasonable and then set yourself up for success. I, Everything you said um, exclamation point, underline, mm -hmm. smiley face. Doug, 
thoughts? Wow, Troy. Wow, Fallon. Um, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, 10 goals is your max, right? 10 goals is your max. That's the, 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 they'll be what the ones that you can remember, but make, make, make some little achievable ones, ones to cut your teeth on ones that, you know, mean that you're getting some success along the way. Um, you know, maybe have one or two really seriously big ones, uh, big, hairy, audacious goals as, as I like to call them bags, bags, right? So, so one or two of those, but, You've got to then, back to what Troy says, you know, break it down. How am I going to get to the 99? Well, you know, if I, if I am at three, I say, like, well, it's achievable. Anything that's been done already by somebody else can be done by you. It just might take you a little bit longer. So you've got to be realistic about what it is. And that, that you know, we all know the SMART acronym. You know, it's got to be realistic. Um, and it's got to be realistic, otherwise your brain will just go, <laughs> "Oh, loser, that's not happening," you know. And and you you know you're you're uh, crucifying yourself before you even get started. So I I I love it that you know we we've got to have the the ninety nine goals or the hundred goal. You know we've got to be able to aim for that, and and you can. Um, but once once you've got it, break it down. Get it into bite-sized chunks. Cut your teeth on some really seriously easy, easy ones. You know, I, I, one of mine is I don't sweat over problems, right? I've got um, Jack Canfield. I heard him speak years and years ago. He, he came up with this formula, E plus R equals O. Event. Events happen all of the time. R is your reaction to the event, okay? The event is going to happen. The only thing you can control is your reaction to it. And if you have a positive reaction to the event, you're more than likely going to have a positive outcome. If you have a negative reaction to the event, you're more than likely going to have a negative outcome, right? So... Think positive about things. Now, there are some events that are really, really awful, and you can't do anything other than think, you know, negative and have a negative reaction to it. But in the main, so many things actually, well, can I do anything about it? No. Well, why use up the energy on it? So, so you know, that simple goal of... I don't sweat over stuff. I don't sweat over problems is, you know, that's why I'm reasonably laid back about life. Um, and it is back to that E plus R equals O. Events happen. The only thing you can control is your reaction. And if you want a peaceful, loving, calm, happy life, just have reactions in that sort of manner. So, Fallon, do we convert you? Um, well, yes, I think, I think I've always, like, to be, to be clear, I think I've looked longingly across the fence at the news resolutioners, but I've always firmly been over here with the goal getters. Um, I think my general vibe is that New Year's resolutions, I love goals because New Year's resolutions 
in addition to being a little bit psychologically unrealistic, like the way that the human brain works, it, New Year's resolutions don't vibe and, and gel with that. And we could do a whole big talk about that. And resolutions are a little bit sort of too global, too vague, and generally decide, uh, designed to sort of punish you and make your life feel shit. <laughs> I mean, sorry, but like <laughs> the New Year's resolutions are like, oh, like the, the, the really scary things. But goals are, are wonderful. And I think all of you have um, provided some really great guidance around that. It's They've got to be clear. They've got to be realistic. Um, and you've you've really you've got to set it out you know set yourself up realistic things and a, and a goal could potentially be made up of a series of mini goals yeah if, if life's a video game you know taking troy's level three level 99 like just weave your way through the forest of fortune up towards the boss level my friends <laughs> you know don't just go straight to the boss level because you'll feel like a failure um but go there, make some time for some side quests. But yes, you have absolutely converted me in terms of keep those goals realistic, um, course it out in terms of levels. And then I do like what Doug says as well, which is it's about your reaction. Um, life happens. And while you cannot necessarily change the way that you feel about something, you know, we have feelings, we have emotions. As humans, we have no control over them but you do have control over your behaviour and the way that you present yourself to the world. And so no matter how negative your reaction is, no matter how bad it is, you have a choice on how you present yourself to the world and then how you, and, and how you intend to impact on other people. And so going forward in the world positively, um, treating people with respect and dignity while you're on your quest, no matter how bad things get, will ultimately, I think, help you in your goals as well. And this is a great transition to, I, I already warned you, um, I would love for you each to share it and briefly, because we're talking a long time, which is amazing, but I do like to keep this, well, an hour adjacent. Um, I would love for you all to share a personal and professional goal you have for 2023. Valen, do you want to start us out? Sure. Um, I'm going to steal the personal goal from uh, a friend and former colleague, Ian Mankoff. Happy New Year, mate, if you're watching this. He's, he has a new, he's a guy who does New Year's resolutions. So I'm stealing his and making it a goal. Um, he does the same one every year. It's drink more water. That's it. This year I would like to drink more water and I would gift that to everybody. Your life will be better if you drink more water. Go ahead and do it. And in terms of my... Um, professional goal, I want to try and help as many people as I can because... Sorry, Fallon. It's not specific enough. Oh, it's not specific enough. As well, many people as I can. Well, yeah. that could be five. Oh. It could be a hundred. It yeah, could be a thousand. Yeah. I have a suggestion. How yeah. about one a week? Great. So that's 52 for the year. I like that. And you can, if you do three a week, you can skip two weeks. Is that okay. acceptable, Doug? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and, you know, if that's not challenging enough, make it, you know, two a week. Well, I'm trying to give myself reasonable 
goals and make sure that I spend the time right way. I think the help of one a week um, is is a good one for me, but that's my professional one. Okay, and drink more water. Love mm-hmm. it. So, so Doug, what is a personal and a professional goal for you for this year? And then you all get to gift goals to our audience. So these these are for you, Doug. Oh, I thought that's what we were doing. No, um, you're gifting. This, this was gifting goals to yourself. Do you want to change your personal goal? No. Um, okay, now you got to think of something. Let me know why I was going <laughs> to. So I'm going to I'm going to ride on the back of Fallon's and one there and could drink more water. But I'm I'm sort of uh, my wife and I have decided that we're not going to have alcohol in in January. And you know, I, I think that's realistic. You should see my wine like thing. So um, I'm not going to give up alcohol because that's back too far too big. Far too unrealistic, far too. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give up for the month, I think, and see where it goes. You know, um, I think in, in a month's time we'll be able to see clearer skin, you know, less saggy eyes. But then it is midnight, and I am sixty in March, so you know, I that's my excuse for that. Um, Business-wise, well, I'm getting my mojo back. I've got a planning session on Thursday with with, with my team. And um, no, it's Wednesday actually. I'm I'm getting my mojo back. I'm, I I know that this stuff works. Obviously, the goals guy. I know it works. I'm getting back in there. So I'm going to have individual targets for for each of the business um, things, and then share it with the team because that's I think the important thing is is your team need to know that there's some focus for you. And then they can run alongside you because the only way you're going to achieve anything business-wise is with the support of, of your team. Absolutely. Good ones. Okay, Troy, how about you? I think for me, my personal goal is compiled of more movement, more momentum, and more impact. Uh, that at its nucleus ties into any other goal that I have for the year. And as an empath, it aligns with me emotionally, which means I'm going to be more passionate to be disciplined enough to do it physically. (laughs) So that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I think professionally though, um, you know, it used to be an arbitrary number. It used to be all these different things. I think I've set a number, 10 clients max for the year, no more. Because Troy wants to um, do a whole bunch of other things with my life. And I want to find that right balance as I'm juggling all these other things. And so sometimes it's just good to just set a number and call it a day. Um, Giving yourself too much wiggle room, that time is going to go somewhere else. That money is going to go somewhere else. And if I could just hit this goal, I want to be content. So let's create... Uh, a process to allow us to be content. And what is that number? What is that lifestyle process? I think that will work out really well. That's fantastic. So is that the goal that you want to gift our audience? (laughs) So uh, what I'd love for you to do is just to share something someone could do today, tonight, tomorrow, like immediately to work towards their goals for the new year. So I'd, I'd say for starters, define the scope. Define 
the scope. And that can be a weekly lens, a monthly, a quarterly, a full year, whatever magnification you need, <laughs> define the scope. And then the next thing after you define the scope, be honest and be real. It may make you feel uncomfortable, make you feel awkward, but you got to be in that moment to figure out what it is that I can do, what it is that I want to do and how I'm going to do it. Who do I need to help? How much money do I need? You need all these questions answered. Otherwise, we're just living in dreams and we're not setting real tangible goals. And the last thing, you have to execute. I understand imposter syndrome. I have that. I have other things that maybe people are neurodivergent. Maybe they don't have the finances. Maybe they don't have the ecosystem. Maybe they come from different. I understand all of that. But guess what? If you take action, even if it's 1% or 0.0001%, you're going to achieve far more in 364, 363 more days if you look back on it then hesitating and not moving because you're you're looking at everything that you don't have versus what can i do today to get things moving and keep momentum going love it love it love it love it um doug what goal would you like to gift um it's a simple one but it's turn up on time like <laughs> turn up on time turn up on time but turning up on time is being 10 minutes early okay right because what that does is that gets you trust from the people that you're going to meet right you're showing respect you're showing respect for them you're doing what you said you were going to do you turned up on time but early Okay, two others that you need are to say please and thank you and do what you said you were going to do. So those sorts of things, they just demonstrate respect. But turning up early means that you you got there, you said what you were going to do, you showed respect, and that creates trust, which when you're working with anybody that's what they need. They, they need to know, like, and trust you. And trust is the hardest thing to get, you know, but turning up on time is a very, very simple goal. And it's always been on my list. It, it, it's one of those things that's like logic, right? <laughs> common sense is not common, but be respectful of others and they will be respectful of you. Can I get a gold star? Because I haven't had one. Yes, yet. of course, of course. Gold stars for you, <laughs> for Troy, for Fallon, for everybody. <laughs> if you're tuning in, you get a gold star because you've chosen yourself and your goals. Um, Fallon, your hey. turn. Okay, gift a goal. What? So I'm gonna gift a goal, which is then the the first person that you see every day. If you're going to ask them how they are, look them in the eye. Wait for the answer and care about it. So many times people use, oh, g'day, how are you, as a salutation. If you're going to ask somebody how they are, listen to how they are and engage with them around that because if they're responding, they're gifting you something that's a great opportunity for connection. Don't let that opportunity pass you by. Ooh, that's good. Well, these are all wonderful. And the thing that I like so much about these is 
it's just about being human, more human and up-leveling yourself so you can create deeper relationships and better yourself and those around you, which is why we set goals because we want a certain life, right? You can't get what you want unless you know what that is, but being you and being kind and respectful and a humble and enthusiastic and caring, all those things, first of all, they shouldn't be goals, but they are, right? But all those things makes you feel good. It's gonna make them feel good, but it's gonna make you feel even better. Ooh, I love this conversation. Okay, before we wrap, will you please, my friends, tell people where they can learn more about you and find you and connect? Uh, Troy, where can people find you and learn more about Troy? Well, people can find Troy at findtroy.com. I love, I love that play because <laughs> it wins everywhere. Where do I find Troy on social? At find Troy everywhere. I mean, it works. <laughs> Google me online, find Troy. It's literally going to show up. So findtroy.com, at findtroy, uh, all the stuff, all the things are there. And you know I asked you first for that exact reason. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Doug, where can people find you? Well, I sort of gave a little bit of a clue with my background. Um, you did? <laughs> So dougbennett.co.uk, but, you know, also there's the link tree, Doug Bennett. There. There's a uh, couple of downloads that you can have a go. If you want a goal-setting session, you just um, hit me up and we'll we'll have a chat. Okay. So. And Fallon, where can people find you? People can find me on LinkedIn. You can find, uh, which is just forward slash Fallon Cryer, just my name. You can find out more and reach me through beatance.co. Uh, also, you can find me on Deb's show um, fairly regularly, <laughs> apparently, which I enjoy uh, immensely. And then also don't forget to come and join me and Amazing Friends every week on the Break It to Make It podcast. Excellent. And if you want all of these links, just go to thedebmethod.com slash blog for the recap for this and my previous episodes. I am at the Deb Method everywhere and you can connect with me. You can connect with all of us on LinkedIn and those links will be in the recap as well. What a beautiful way to kick off the new year. Uh, thank you, friends. Uh, do you have one more word of inspiration that you'd like to share as we end the conversation. Doug, what word of wisdom would you like to to give as a final thought? Well, uh, I said it earlier. Um, anybody can do anything. We just got to decide that you want to do it and then so break true. it down into manageable chunks. You're unstoppable. You're incredible. Your brain is so much more capable than you could possibly conceive. So, you know, um, don't waste your life, really. Get some goals. Don't waste your life. Get some goals. I love that. Um, Fallon, final thought. You matter. You, as you are, however you come, however you wake up, on your best day, on your worst day, you matter. You're important. People love you for you. No matter how many goals you're kicking or failing or whatever, um, just remember that you matter to more people than you could ever, ever imagine, um, goal kicking or otherwise. 
Love that so much. Thank you for that. Troy, take us home. Final, final thought to you. The pressure. Um, a resolution is a statement of what you want to change. A goal is a statement of what you want to achieve. So if you find yourself listening to anything you want to change, you also have to make things of how you want to achieve it. And so rise to the occasion for what you're trying to do and give yourself grace to not focus on how long it took you to achieve it, but the fact you actually achieved it within itself. And if you're on your journey to achieve it, that's half the battle because you're doing more than what other people are doing. And you're doing way more than what you were doing prior to you actually taking the action. So applaud you for taking action, being consistent, and just give yourself grace to pursue it. Fantastic. And and because you said that, I feel like I need to, to share a bonus goal. And this is something, and I usually do it a couple months, but one of my commitments in 2023 is to do this every single day. Well, five of seven rules. So almost every day, which is to get a notebook or a Google doc or something and keep a win list. And it can be just one win a day. It could be two, it could be three, but keep a list and everything in one place. And when you need that boost of saying, Hey, I'm doing great. It's there. You are basically giving yourself a conversation for yourself, a pep talk when you need it the most. So what a wonderful, beautiful conversation today. Thank you so much, Doug Bennett, Fallon Cryer, and Troy Sandage for joining me. Thank you all, whether you are listening to this as the Deb Show podcast or watching the Goal Chat Live live or the replay, you've chosen yourself, your goals, your future. Um, it's in your hands. Go on out there and go for it because we all know you can do it, and I bet you know it now, too. Thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Deb Method on social media, and check out thedebmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.